0: Love that phrase for him. Welcome back to another episode of the Those Movie Dudes Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Jonathan, here to talk about movies, new releases, first-time watches, do a little trivia, answer a few of Ducky's questions along the way. You, of course, can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, X. Go and hit us up on YouTube if you want to watch the show. See me in some sunglasses, look at Nate in a t-shirt from high school, and, of course, see Spencer freezing his ass off in his office, but... I'm gonna go ahead and bring in our other dudes. Let's welcome Ducky and Debbie.
1: Yeah, yay! What happened to Nate? He was. Just I think there. I'm. I'm <laughs> clicking. I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> Here clicking. I am. There is. <laughs> wow. Yep.
0: We're both trying too hard. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Good another night. episode of the Those Movie Dudes podcast. So, um. Yeah, it's been two weeks. Hasn't. Wow. It has been two weeks. It has certainly been two weeks although it feels like we just did this but i missed it you know i was thinking about it today i'm like i want to talk about some movies you know um you,
1: i'm, you I'm don't just have to it. okay. nate has a movie on in the background and i'm trying to figure out what it is and my oh my
0: god this is, is fucking life paris is texas sweet. oh no yeah Ayo. yeah
1: yeah, yeah. That's okay right. <laughs> because we have an episode on life is sweet in our podcast feed so go ahead nice plug nate nice plug i don't know if that was subtle or i don't, I don't know if that was intentional but thank you i'm almost it's positive fun... i
2: light movie that i like to watch so i'm just like whatever sure.
0: Dude, don't i have a collector's corner ranked and i'm pretty sure this is at the very bottom
2: <laughs>
1: okay i'm pretty when sure it's ranked me. the worst you of have, like the, the, the 50 black guy guy or something what's going on with the sunglasses here
0: uh i just thought i would i would be i would look cool today like uh, blues oh. brothers or something like that
2: oh and that right. was your idea
0: I don't know. I was trying to be cool. I, I, I trying to be trying to be different. You're I can drink them if you want.
1: I guess it's inside. Yeah,
0: my dad beat me up at brunch today, so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy
2: like birthday! You're paying are. for it. it's my birthday. <laughs>
0: yeah, Your Brunch yeah.
2: lasted all the way to six o'clock.
0: Wow. It lasted a long time. We got there at two, and I don't think we left until four. So it's it was quite a while. Yeah, I know.
1: Timothy Small over Nate's shoulder is just fucking killing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid ass. The giant close up wide angle of Timothy Small's fat face. Uh, <laughs> he does his best.
0: That movie was that was horrendous. Wasn't there a weird thing about a spoon?
1: You'll have to go and listen to our episode to get our thoughts. But, yeah, okay. John, just because you didn't like it,
2: I love this movie. And for those I out there who do, I'm with th- you.
1: My
0: opinion transcends generations. I feel like I speak for a lot of people knowing that they would not like that movie if they put it on right now. Maybe not most of our listeners, but the grand, the general public would not enjoy Life is Sweet.
2: Well, that's I mean, an opinion, I mean, and that's why uh, we all
1: have them. Yeah.
0: Right. The I like are the- like assholes.
1: I don't know if I'd... Watch it many times, but um yeah, no, it was it was, it was decent. Um, your head to you be on again right now. Hmm. What? I mean, kind of in my head. Yeah, I'd put on probably anything. If <laughs> you,
0: <laughs> if you had to watch Life Is Sweet okay. or National Treasure, which one would you rather watch?
1: I think I would rather watch National Treasure.
0: Okay, there you go. Point made. <laughs> it doesn't make any. <laughs> There's sense. no point. Pitch Perfect no or Live is made. Sweet? made. Come on. I'd watch Life is Sweet over ah. Pitch Perfect. Wow. Okay. Rebel Wilson. Thank
1: you. For you. Yeah, that's fair. So I was with uh, my coworker uh, on this trip and we were going through the in-flight movies, trying to like scroll through. And they had a couple of Rebel, Rebel Wilson movies like uh, Isn't It Romantic and uh, uh, How to Be Single. And so he came across oh, How to isn't Be Single. That, yeah. He's like, you ever seen this one? I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's cute. It's a fun one. And then he's like, yeah, I'm a big fat Amy fan. <laughs> Just big like, fat Amy. Let's no way. Oh my God. I'm like, we wait, it's fat Amy. It's Rebel Wilson. Oh, oh, bitch perfect. It took me a second to realize like, who he was talking about. But I was like, Fat wait, Amy, baby. Fat Amy. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's a big fat Amy fan.
0: She's like, uh, you call yourself fat Amy? Yeah, so you skinny bitches like you don't call behind my back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 he quotes the whole fat movie beast. to you over the
1: entire flight. I wish, but no, it didn't happen. Um yeah. but I'd say let's just uh you know, hop into our first little segment here you uh you down to do that there mainstream boy i suppose so oh let's okay. do it fair enough
3: oh, this is movie news news
0: news
1: peter thanks <laughs> yeah thanks title. Streamyard. it's really worth it, it. really worth the price <laughs> yeah it's wonderful uh movie news uh, do you have graphics for this because i don't under i don't have any graphics for this no it's okay. literally just for that, you look at that?
0: Okay. if you want okay <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs>
1: that's all it is
2: i don't know um, we're slowly regressing
1: <laughs> well i just have some more you know questions little icebreaker questions for you guys a little uh check-ins as, sh- as i should say um so this week 2023 check How are you in. Feeling? What's the must watch? It's so many Must watches, Oscar season picks. What's your end of the year goal? I can't so I just wanted to kind of check in here with the 2023 watches. We obviously all three of us have seen so many mm. movies that have released in 2023, a lot of them in theaters, a lot of them on streaming and we like to think that we could be your go-to source of new release movies and what you should check out, especially as the year is coming to an end and everyone's making those best of the year, like watches or lists and stuff like that. And you wanna add some movies to your watch lists. So this is our chance to recommend, talk about what's left of the year, like what movies we're looking forward to watching. And yeah, see what, see what, see what happens. So uh, I'm gonna start with uh, with Nate. You said that you're recently at what how many movies 48 40? 40 something maybe close to 50. Okay. And before we started recording you mentioned, "Oh, if I watch two movies a day I could probably get up to 100 movies." Um I, I don't I don't think that's a realistic thing that's going to happen, but um what, what would you say is your end of the, end of the year goal for you? What would you what, what number would you at least like to hit that you think is attainable?
2: If I can hit like 65 of yeah. 2023 20, movies, I'd consider that a success. It's probably the most you've ever gotten in one year. Uh I got 70, I think, once one year, but I just I pick see, and choose. Like see just because this is 2023, or... I don't jump right on it and go, oh, I'm just gonna watch this. I just right. I watch the ones that are worth watching, I think. You had thirty
0: two last year, so you've already transcended that. Um, so I, I think I would take that as a win. You just keep going from here on out. You're already doing better. So
2: I don't think you know. I'll ever hit a hundred. Like I don't think that's possible for me because I like to watch other movies too,
1: not just new ones. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But that's just me and john you what recently just passed 100 movies which was your goal to hit by the end of the year so you're about like you know five weeks ahead of schedule i would say yeah um
0: hashtag road to 100 we did it um i was it's oddly was expecting a trophy to be mailed to me from somebody um nothing nothing you would be the one that
2: would want a trophy
0: (laughs) yeah i figured i'd get the letterbox like lifetime achievement award or something But no, (laughs)
2: yeah, no,
0: I mean, you're not wrong. Um, I I won't receive that award probably ever, but no, I'm at 103 right now. I'm very proud of myself. Um, and I've started to, after since I've hit that, I've started to watch, uh, rewatch some 4Ks that I have, so I've earned the right to do that. Um, So
1: I I was actually just talking with Nate before we were recording, and I recently rewatched three 2023 movies. Oh, wow. kind of unexpected one of them was because of you john i'm um, not gonna lie but um was it uh you, there's no way you watch that again okay so wait i recently <laughs> looked at your list and i saw that are you there god it's me margaret was number seven dude it's so I was good like, oh, what? <laughs> you'd love that really? movie. I looked at my list. It was like number like 62, which is like a three out of five. It's a good, solid B. But then I was like, okay, wait, I did watch that when I had COVID back in July, and I was just in a miserable mood and probably fell asleep during it. So let me go back and rewatch it. So that's what I did on Saturday morning. I watched it with Brooke as we had some Clayton's uh, breakfast sandwiches. Mm, this yum, and yum. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I liked it a lot more on the on the rewatch. Um, so it, I think it jumped up maybe 20 positions or so. Yeah just out of my top 20 for me but i i still i liked it a lot more on a rewatch. but uh I'm glad to hear that, glad to hear I, that. Had to, I had to go did. through some uh some some movies that i've already seen before to kind of see if i liked them more or liked them less so that's kind of what i'm doing right now
0: yeah i feel like at this time of the year uh when we've already you know added over 100 movies to our list this is this is the time when you can really nail down you know, what's my top ten? You know, like which ones do I need to rewatch to really determine? Like, is that a four or is that a four and a half? Does that deserve to be in my top ten? Is it a five? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. So the, uh, another movie that I watched was uh, The Killer. David Fincher's The Killer. I watched on uh, on the plane, and I liked it just as much, if not maybe just a little bit more. If anything, it just made me really want a physical media copy of the movie and get a lot of special features and commentary and stuff. But Nice. I go five. Still went four and a half, but it still just um, solidifies the spot in my top ten for sure. I think, but um, I don't think I haven't Michael given anything a five
0: this year yet. It's I don't know. There's just nothing that's like perfect. Maybe four. Or five,
1: I think, but um, but still, the rest of the year I we still time. have. Yeah, Nate just recently watched a movie where he says that it's his favorite of the year so far. Do you want to share or do you want to wait?
2: I'll share just because I don't know how long it's gonna stay. Number one, because we've okay. got like yeah, yeah. four Fair things: enough. Iron Claw stuff that I'm expecting to. That's love. What we're gonna talk about next? Um, yeah, but uh, it was it was uh, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. I don't know why. Wow, it was really? just an intense no, so. thriller with an awesome friendship storyline, and Jake Gyllenhaal is just the most believable person. You put him in a military uniform, you'd believe he'd. He was a lifer, like he'd been in the military for years. And just the performances all around for him and the the guy who played Ahmed, they just, th- yeah, they just clicked. And it was exciting. It was the first movie of the year that genuinely got, like, my heart racing during some of the scenes. Um, almost like Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo had me feel like that. Um, so, yeah, it was just... I had just so much fun all throughout, and plus the story was great. Yeah, yeah, I
0: I really enjoyed that one too. It took me by surprise as to like how much I enjoyed it. It's at uh,
1: number twenty seven right now. But so for me, I've seen one hundred and forty two movies of the year. That movie is in my top twenty. Wow, Uh, I like that movie a lot. It was just because like I was so surprised by it because I went in with very little expectations. I feel like I think I saw. Somebody like po- post on Letterbox that they gave it like a four and a half. I'm like, really? Like Guy Ritchie's The Covenant? Like I kind of just overlooked it and then went in and was wow! It was oh my god, this was really intense and riveting. So I liked it yeah. a lot, and it's on Amazon Prime, so it's pretty accessible. If you want to check it out,
0: I think um, I wrote it off because his name was in the title. And if you go on Letterbox now, it does just say The Covenant. Um, okay. I think, it's but also it's about- just, in general, it is a very generic title. So I just was like, eh, you know. And Guy Ritchie hasn't really had that many movies that like wowed me. This this was that movie. So, um, but
1: yeah. um, so we have I don't know five weeks left of the year, uh, so we still have a lot of movies coming out. So I kind of want to figure out what movies we're most excited about out of all of these movies here. So I have a list of basically all the big ones that uh, we'll most likely be talking about, or if not, I'm sure we'll be checking out. But we have May December. Wonka, Poor Things, The Boy and the Heron, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, Rebel Moon, Part One, American Fiction, The Iron Claw, Anyone But You, Aquaman 2, The Color Purple Musical, whatever, Ferrari, and Maestro. So that's a pretty solid list of a lot of movies here that a lot of them have Oscar contention, a lot of them have uh, critical acclaim already from film festivals, so these are, um, besides obviously some of the blockbusters with like Aquaman two and the Sydney Sweeney, Glenn Powell romantic comedy, Anyone But You, uh, but forget about that one. Yeah. Those are some big movies, obviously left uh, of the year. So out of all those movies that I just listed, which ones are you most excited about? Let's start with you, Nate. So I would go
2: like if I were to pick three, I would do Poor Things because. Yorgos Lanthimos can't do any wrong to me. And I'm pretty sure I'm the only person in the world that owns a Blu-ray of Dogtooth. Um, okay. Most likely. Then definitely the Iron Claw because yeah. I love wrestling. I've loved wrestling my entire life. I know about the Von Erich family um, and how tragic it all is. So I'm excited to see what Zac Efron does as Carrie Von Erich. Um, and then... You Know what? I'll, I'm, I'm kind of excited for Chicken Run, man. Of nice. uh, like, Don like of the
0: good choice. Like, you nugget. go
2: back to like stop motion animation, you have the Wallace and Gromit movies and stuff, but like, the original Chicken Run is really good <laughs> and it's yeah. got one of the best songs in the soundtrack of Building, Building the Crate. Yep. is just it's awesome mm. like the amount of times we listened to it in the gym in college <laughs> just listening to it and just yeah it was yep. it was awesome but yeah i'd, I'd give those three and I'd, I'd check out wonka too um i'm kind of iffy yep. about it but maybe timothy chalamet might do it some justice so
1: who knows all right all right the uh, top three left of the year uh john what about you how about how about a top three from you too? Top three.
0: Um, okay, so probably in no particular order, um, I will go Wonka for sure. Um, just because. Really,
1: you guys are really excited for Wonka. Yeah, I That's don't know. I, I
0: I bought the 4K for the Willy Won the Willy Wonka the one with um.
1: Yeah, Gene uh, Wilder.
0: Gene, Gene Wilder. Yeah, and I yep. still I think it's still in the packaging. That's something I wanted to do okay. on the podcast at some point. Um, Have you I seen really... it? A long time. Yeah, it's probably been like it's fifteen years at least or maybe more like i was well, kid, I think, i've seen it
1: many times maybe you've Same. seen it okay. Many okay times. too many times to count so you should <laughs> just watch it yeah
0: i'm sure if i watched it i would like every time it's like this every new every scene i'd be like oh yeah i remember all that but like it's just you know that's just one of those iconic movies i need to revisit
1: from the director of uh, the Paddington movies so is it really <laughs> yeah paul king okay i think a wonka all right I'm trying to think because I don't know. I don't.
0: I haven't really done a lot of research into what's coming out, but the one that I am really excited for is, of course, migration from Mike. White. Oh,
1: movie I didn't even mention. Okay.
0: Yeah, Mike migration. I don't even know that is a joke answer,
1: but it's fair it, enough. no.
0: It's no. It is not a joke answer. I think this movie has the the genuine possibility of at least being in my top twenty. It's a movie about ducks migrating and written by Mike White, the writer of School of Rock, and. Uh, the White Lotus, so I I think that's it's gonna be a very fun movie. All right, I see well, you're the, gonna
1: I, have to let me know how it is. How are you, no- Spencer? Are you're you, gonna obviously. you see it me? me? You're gonna see it before me, so I guarantee, guarantee, because you have AMC Plus, so you can go and see all these movies basically AMC for free. A list, whatever. So yeah. you're gonna see it, and then basically say like, if it's worth going to see in theaters, or I can just wait four here's weeks thing. for it to come out on peacock
0: here's the thing i just booked a trip it comes out December 22nd i will be in maine during this time we can go see it together we can go see ducks they can come down we'll have a little christmas a christmas brunch and we'll go see migration together. I, I don't i, I don't see I any other I choice
1: <laughs> yeah um migration. okay so migration and wonka two movies that don't expect to be in your top three but they are all right and your third and final uh pick for you most anticipated for the rest of the year
0: i guess the the emma emma stone movie that's i'm definitely yeah it it looks kind of kind of weird kind of different um which isn't necessarily something john enjoys but i'll see anything emma stone is in so probably that
1: all right yeah. Um my quick top 3 it would be uh The Boy and the Heron, which is the Studio Ghibli movie that's coming out in a couple of weeks. Most likely we'll cover it on the next podcast since it'll be in theaters. Uh I would put Poor Things as my number 2. Um Yeah, let's go Poor Things number 2. And then um Bradley Cooper's directorial movie uh Maestro. The one's gonna be on Netflix. Yep, uh, he plays the composer that made uh, the music behind West Side Story, I believe, and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, here it's really good. Premiered at some festivals, and I mean, Bradley Cooper is due for an Oscar, so I definitely want to see what. Going to happen there, but I mean, the Zack Snyder movie, Rebel Moon, I mean, that could be fun. Uh, the Sydney Sweeney romantic comedy movie, anyone but you, we'll see oh, yeah. what happens. I'll be there. in there
0: day one, you know that. Uh, well.
1: and I mean, yeah, obviously, Chicken Run, uh, Don the Nugget on Netflix, so we'll definitely be checking out a lot of these movies for the podcast. So, um, let us know what you guys are looking forward to checking out in the next few weeks here as 2023 is wrapping up anyone but you is going to be terrible right like there's no like
0: what percentage it looks pretty garbage that, not gonna lie but uh <laughs> we'll see what happens i don't know I, I just see absolutely zero possibility of this having like more than like a 15 on Rotten tomatoes but that's yeah, well I it's
1: directed by will gluck and he made uh easy a which is kind of a fun movie mm. so you know maybe he could make another
0: maybe it's the next easy a you know
1: Um, all right. I feel like, uh, it's a good catch up there with, uh, 2023 and movies. Uh, but since we are talking about across the universe, this episode, this was my pick that you guys voted on. We'll talk about that later on, but I want to get a quick consensus or just kind of quick vibe check here of what is your favorite musical of all time? Where do you guys stand on musicals? Because Across the Universe is a wild, trippy, stylistic musical that can be very over the top for a lot of viewers. And not a lot of musicals. Most musicals are over the top, but some can be more subtle. But uh, I just want to get a little vibe check here. What is your all-time favorite Mm -hmm. musical? Oh, man. Uh, Would you consider um, La La Land a musical? Yes. Yes.
0: I think if there's really music and if there's singing and dancing in any capacity throughout the film, then you could call
1: it. I a have a plan. guess of what John John's could be. And I have a guess of what Nate's could be. Uh,
3: I'm
0: trying to think about I, I think, think I, I have a guess. I don't, I don't guess want to, sp- don't want to spoil it.
1: Okay. Let's, um, let's do the guesses after the reveal because okay. I don't want to influence the answer. Oh, man. I think I have my answer. Um, yeah.
2: Start with you. Go ahead. I'm just going to go with La La Land, like no musical. I haven't listened to the entire soundtrack of a musical before until La La Land, and it still holds up. Just every song is iconic. I feel like if Spencer was to play one right now, I could probably tell you what the name of it was or what part of the movie it was from. Um, And I'll just I won't forget the first time watching it, just how I felt as the credits came in and as they rolled out with Ryan Gosling playing the piano, it just it felt like a classic Hollywood movie. So, I would go with La La Land. Yeah, I
1: feel like there's so many good All
0: choices. Right. La La Land is a great pick. That's probably in my top five at least. John, um, you're up next? I'm gonna go with a movie that like, I actually cried during during times, and I know that this, this movie, I don't know if Nate's seen it, but I know Spencer didn't like it that much. Um, it's it's 2017's The Greatest Showman. It's such a fun, fun movie. I, I was listening to that soundtrack on repeat consistently. Whew. Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson. I mean, there's so many tracks in that movie that are still popular today. Like, it's just... If, if you can just not think of how the real man treated animals and how everybody thought that they should have ca- like showed that in the movie and been genuine about it, it doesn't matter. It's a musical about a fucking man who had a circus. It doesn't matter. Um,
3: okay, so cool passion <laughs> behind that answer. it was a good
0: movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a really fun movie. Um, I don't know if it's the best musical um, per
2: se. I'm so I, glad I this is me. Lot. Didn't win the Oscar that year. I was so happy. What did it I'm lose, the only dude? one that picked. Remember me. <laughs> oh, see, I and I hadn't seen.
0: Remember, I hadn't seen Coco until after I made my list, and I loved Coco, so I totally understand why that song won because it was really good too. Oh huh. yeah, yeah.
1: But what about right, Mister
2: Duck? Is it Ducks on Ice? Is that your musical? Is that
1: a thing? This, <laughs> might, I don't know. This might be kind of a stupid answer. Actually, no, it's not a stupid answer. There's but no this no is the movie answers. that I remember. What I remember watching because we had it on our iPod Classic. So yep. I used to watch it on like trips to like the ski mountains or whatever, or like but, or I don't know school trips, and it was Chicago. I've seen Chicago so okay. many times, and yep. I just loved it. I don't know, just the performances were always great. I the music the, uh, was always entertaining. So I've seen it the most out of any other musical. That and maybe Greece. So uh, and I don't think mm-hmm. Greece is my favorite. Um, one that I do I do so, want to watch again is um, Umbrellas of uh, Cherbourg. That'd be- oh. Great. i
2: forgot about that umbrellas of. Shit, oh or... man that hmm. gives a lot of money because it's a legit musical where dialogue is singing like what is this oh. with
1: other musicals <laughs> i mean singing in the rain is another great one mama mia is a good hey, John, i mean you'd like that one at the top pinocchio no
0: once
2: it's in the no it's between into the woods and dear evan hansen oh sorry i watched
1: i watched this recently wow okay musical it's really i I did not (laughs) like it (laughs) from the director of borat but does does uh, a star is born count as a musical
0: apparently yeah it's here because i would i almost said that but i'm like it's more of like a a movie that, that has music in it it's not like they're not breaking out into song randomly like they're singing during performances so
2: but yep. there's also Song Num. Mm. Well.
0: There isn't. It, it's just like you're watching her on stage. It's kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody. They're not breaking out into song at any particular time unless it's.
2: Yeah, Stars Born feels more like yeah. almost like a biopic, even though the characters aren't real. Real, yeah. But even though it's the fourth iteration of the story. <laughs>
0: there's a lot of movies that have music, but aren't technically musicals like like uh, like Coda. You, I guess you can make the argument. But again, it's like. She's singing in class. She's not singing in the middle of the hallway with everyone having like choreographed dancing. So
2: right. I thought Spencer's was going to be, uh, I thought it was going to be Sing Street. For
0: some reason, The second I he said his old favorite. iPod. I was like, "Oh, it's definitely Chicago." Chicago. Heard yeah, this story
1: I've
2: the most. one but too many
0: times.
1: Yeah. Anyways, okay, so that's kind of where we stand on uh, musicals uh, before we talk about across the universe. But do you want to do new releases first, or do you want to just get into first time watches?
0: Um, I do have new releases on here first, but okay. we can do it. However, no. you want to do it. We can, we, can, we, we, we can do some new releases first. How about okay. that?
3: Let's do it again. Yes, the noise says. Yes, the noolis says. Yes, the newly says. Yes, the new police yes, says. Yes, yes,
0: oh. I should actually have popcorn made at some point, because I do have a popcorn maker um but it's like one of those that uses air and it whenever you have the popcorn it just shoots it all over
1: so nate <laughs> <laughs> okay just fuck John. it's okay you can cut me out it's all good i'm not offended i get
0: it
2: i thought it was a mistake <laughs> and then spent minutes. <laughs> no. okay so nate
0: <laughs> no it's not
1: i do that um, <laughs> I, like, I do that all the, time, for a the while? time It's too much power uh, too
0: much power I get <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, what do we got here? Ooh, uh, yeah,
0: ooh. So, do you guys like? Do you get Nate? Do you know who these guys are? Like, did you have you watched SNL? You, I know you're an SNL guy. I've seen you watch sketches. You watch
1: TikTok or Instagram Reels? No, nope. I knew these guys are
0: the
2: hurt. only person I know in this movie was Conan.
1: <laughs> oh wow! So for the audio listeners, uh, the first movie that we're gonna be talking about here is Please Don't Destroy the Treasure of Foggy Mountain.
0: Yeah, these guys have blown up over the last couple of years. I mean, they've had some hilarious bits on TikTok. Um, They have some really funny shorts that they did on YouTube as well. But um, finally coming out with a movie of their own um, where they're essentially themselves, but in a fake story, getting some treasure on a a mountain. So um, I I don't know if I was anticipated this movie. Like, was I anticipating this movie? Maybe not, but I just love these guys. And whenever their their shorts are playing on SNL, I just want to see more of that and not the rest of the show. So <laughs> I was they, excited to see this movie. They,
1: they definitely came and helped SNL drastically. Like what it needed that extra yeah, little like, comedic shorts. Because the, the biggest comparison with these guys with the please don't destroy group uh, the biggest comparison is with the lonely island with andy sandberg and those those guys because they when they were on snl they made those um, digital shorts and the yeah. music videos that they always said that are going to be uh classics in pop culture and they kind of set the tone and set the scene of like what you could do with like digital shorts and SNL. And these guys have kind of come in and filled that void for millennials, essentially <laughs> like they're that Pretty voice. Much. on SNL that's very funny, very current, very self-deprecating. Um, like geez, they, they're always making fun of
0: themselves. It's
1: yeah. And um, <laughs> like this back in COVID, I think they blew up and this is like d- during COVID. I think John was even like sending me these, like their uh, Instagram TikTok reels. Mm -hmm. little sketches and stuff that were just so creative and clever and it's no wonder they got the job at SNL and so when I heard that they were making a movie and Judd Avatar was going to produce it I was like okay I mean fair enough this is like the same path that the Lonely Island went in with the Hot Rod and their other movies that they made and Mm -hmm. the biggest compliment that I can give this movie please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain is that this movie is like the Hot Rod for Millennials it's the same type of humor, the same type of jokes, the same like stupid generic plot line that is so over the top and ridiculous. But what works is the chemistry of the group. And it's just it it, it somehow ends up being one of the funniest movies of the year, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's it's not trying to be the best movie of the uh, by any means i mean these they they stick to their guns they stick to what they know like the comedy that these guys do is just like it feels so natural the way that they play off each other it's just it's just hysterical it's like just quick quick quick-witted dry like blink and you miss it type comedy and i i just love it i think that like just the stuff with conan o'brien and ben like where he's in the store he's like playing catch with the other guy but not ben right (laughs) <laughs> yep. it's just there's there's so many moments and like there's some stupid moments in this movie too they're just like swinging a miss but i think the vast yeah. majority of the jokes were i mean they got me at least because it's my type of comedy
1: i mean there there's a joke fired at you every 30 seconds not all of them do land but some yeah. when they do i was laughing so hard but nate what would you think of uh this movie
2: i and i think i might have said it To Spencer soon after I watched it, but funniest movie of the year. I don't think anything's going to beat it, just in how it got wrenchingly funny. Like I was laughing more than I was just sitting there paying attention, just because, yeah, the relationship between Conan and Ben when he's talking about the hair salon for boys. And then Conan's like, yeah, I like that. And then he immediately is like, Don't ever tell anyone that. Yeah. <laughs> and just yeah, their whole relationship and the one guy who drinks the trulies or whatever, flying in a bodysuit, and he's just sitting there reveling in his life. And it was just a fun little adventure movie. I could have done without the whole is a cult
1: thing. Religious cult I stuff. Thought. Yeah. I was is that like just a... <sighs> was that just that was a, a reason to
0: get Bowen yang into the movie like because they yeah, they have it's he, it's like he, they're trying to push Bowen yang so hard and i just yeah, don't. i, I don't I agree he's almost i love him
1: 100 agree with you yeah no he's popping yeah. up in all these movies recently and i'm just like oh my god it's just an he's too it's just it's like with aquafina sometimes it's just he's like a
2: less funny ken john
1: yeah that's even ken john really even ken john suffered with him too it's just yeah like, up and do many things it did you have know. moments though like when
2: he had the giant head on and he's like Oh, I'm proud to welcome this Chinese family. He's like, all right, you got to take the helmet off. You obviously
1: can't see us. <laughs> it, and there <laughs> yeah. was a great, there was a great moment too, where I think it was, um, John, he hides the artifact under the stool of where like, the guy sits. And they're like, why the fuck would you put it there? Like, that's where he sits all day long. Like we're never going to get that back. And the yeah. guy walks in, Hey, I found your artifact. It's like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> like I was, uh, I mean, it didn't set up for a great joke there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the movie does have the most, like, ridiculous plot lines that just go on and on and on. But, like, what the, the center of the movie is their friendship. And th- when they get to riff off each other is when I was laughing the most. Um, yeah. Like, there's one gag with, uh, uh, I think it was a hawk, and, like, it follows oh. him and, and it, it just like winks, them. Them. Yeah, winks yeah. at them it wakes up they climb the mountain they're like freaking out they're like why why doesn't it just fly <laughs> Like, yeah, it's just just, it walks up it the mountain yeah did anyone tell it that it could fly like, that it attacks what? them on the uh the flight <laughs> down to the store yeah it's just but he comes back like yeah but like <laughs> but, I, I feel oh, like there's been a void of these like late night goofy ninety minute comedy movies that are actually hilarious. I just there hasn't been a ton of those recently. Um so when this came along and this was on Peacock, I mean you could easily just put this on late at night and just have a lot of belly laughs and it's it's worth it in my opinion. So it was just a fun movie that was so lighthearted and it throws a lot at you, but um, regardless it was just ridiculous. And yeah. Yeah, There was it's... a sequence at the beginning that
2: probably got the biggest laugh out of me, and it was the whole flashback of him being a magician. No. <laughs> oh
0: my god, yeah. <laughs>
2: they just keep was... revealing
0: stuff, like His penis is that's out. not
2: the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> and then, it just, the way that they told it, and they would say something and then cut to, like, a slow-mo shot of a reaction, I was like, they're just playing this up, and it's working. <laughs> because I laughed almost to tears when the final one happened and i was like oh no way they put that in there martin's
1: a yeah. uh, drunk alter ego whenever he gets thrown to truly like they warn more about him throughout the, Lawrence <laughs> the throughout the whole movie and then finally he like, it's gets engaged it's just a slow-mo shot of them like grabbing a truly and just like tossing it up to him on like the balcony i've just thought of john throughout that whole sequence yeah <laughs> he just like chugs it puts the glasses on and he just has a completely different accent it's like a southern like elvis voice <laughs>
2: like,
0: <laughs> you put enough trulys in me and who knows what could happen right. he has superpowers be he's
2: beating drunk, up but... everyone it's yeah. like <laughs> yeah whatever
1: (laughs) yeah it was just a dumb fun movie that uh i think is it i don't know i mean it didn't need we didn't need a movie of this but i'm glad we did so i would buy this if
2: it came out on physical media i'm just saying that like if it was a 9.99 type of purchase i'd be like yeah i want that it, (laughs) it is just one
0: of those movies like you could put this on any time and you're probably gonna enjoy yourself. Like if you just if you're you know, you either want something on in the background or you just want to laugh, like this is just an effortless comedy to watch. It's not perfect, but like there's there's so much fun to be had with honestly anything that these guys do. I think that they're just some of the most hysterical people working in comedy right now. Like, have you guys seen the um oh my god, the the bit where they're like like kid comedians on SNL? It's like
2: I don't no. think so. Oh I've god, never it's... seen them before be- before this movie. Oh,
1: Nate, you should definitely watch some oh my god! sketches. It's, like it's, if you like this movie and laughed, you're going to get a huge kick out of their uh, sketches. Yeah. Um, and I, I even like the uh, it was narrated by John Goodman and that even says and it he... at one point. Just... Oh, "Like, By that. the way, I'm John Goodman from The Big Lebowski <laughs> <laughs> and many other movies. That's <laughs> a bunch of other shit. All right, yeah. that's it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, So I'll go first on my ranking. Um, I think I initially gave it a three out of five just because I'm like, "Ah, I liked it. It's not like a great movie or anything, but the more I think about it, I could probably get up to like a three and a half. It's just a solid comedy that we don't get a lot of. And obviously it doesn't need to be groundbreaking. It doesn't need to be the best movie of all time, but it just needs to make you laugh. And I think this movie definitely succeeded in that in that job. So uh, I'd go up to a three and a half just because of how consistently I was laughing and just even thinking back, I'm like, yeah, that was a great time. And I would easily watch it again uh, late at night. And yeah, so three and a half out of five, it's a solid, fun watch. Uh, Yeah. I, I don't
0: know if I would go quite that high. I think there were just some plot elements that were a little distracting for me. Like I didn't, I really didn't like John's storyline with that. Park Ranger Girl. I just thought that was so distracting and not funny at all. But other than that storyline, I I really did enjoy this movie and was laughing. I mean, a lot when when the three of them are together. It's just like it's comedy gold. So uh, I went three out
1: of five. Okay, yeah. So I initially gave it. Yeah, Uh, Nate.
2: I, I guess I liked it a little bit more than you guys. I just I thought it was funny all the way around. I did think that that storyline with the park rangers was just kind of eh. But she did say something really funny when she was talking about how she's not going to have sex with him because she doesn't even know him. It was one of those things where no one asked, but she just keeps talking. And I just laughed because she just puts so much into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gave it a four out of five. I know it's stupid. It's got really bad CGI when they're flying and stuff like that. It's obvious, but it's just the kind of stupid fun that just kind of makes me smile and just kind of makes me glad that these guys did it and they continue to succeed. And who knows? I wouldn't mind seeing like uh maybe like a series of these types of movies with these guys. Maybe like another one. Yeah. If like they did like, like another one where they're on a ship and they have to find buried treasure. Or something, sure. or they go to the North Pirates, pole to meet Santa exactly. And I think, the, um, like, so they just they're, they're all funny in different ways. Yeah, and just the way that they go together just works.
0: I could see them having a series like I think you should leave, like 15 minute, kind of 15 20 minute short episodes or something, or mm-hmm. they just do like different stuff. Maybe it's maybe it's around 30 Rock, like the SNL studio, or like whatever. Like, you could put them in any situation, it would probably be funny. So and i honestly i could see that happening like i could definitely especially on peacock that's that's nbc that's snl like they will probably do that because these are the these guys are probably the only reason people are watching snl right now cuz that cast is horrendous it's not good <laughs> i'll have to look like, at, at i, I not haven't seen good, that in it in a long time are they in any of the other sketches or is it just no, like their they're, shorts they're not they don't pop up even i'm kind of surprised they haven't like cameoed at all um hmm. Like yeah, the cast is like ever since they got rid of you know Higgins from the
1: Jimmy Fallon show.
0: Yeah, it's his kid. Yeah, John's his kid. Yeah, I can. The resemblance is is uncanny too. Like they do look very similar.
1: And Um, I think another has a dad in the industry. So I mean, they are technically nepo babies, but. They're funny, so it hey, doesn't matter. It's <laughs> in the family. I'll take it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so. no. Uh, it's on Peacock. So if you have uh, Peacock a subscription, I definitely would recommend checking this one out late at night. Get some belly laughs out of it. You're not gonna watch a great movie, but you are gonna watch a funny one. So I this would, movie uh, makes I me want a it. smoochie. Okay. Perfect. Do you remember um. smoochies? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dumb, annoying girlfriend.
2: <laughs> it's the little treat that they're. It's like, made of like over. dates
0: and like <laughs> in like dirt. Yeah
2: right <laughs> admit that <laughs> you, they're you good admit that you need oh, <laughs> yeah. okay they're fine here yeah go. <laughs>
1: um, i'm sure they're All not right. bad if you're starving so that was please don't destroy the treasure of foggy mountain um john what is the next new release here napoleon oh boy here yeah.
0: we go Napoleon is the next movie. I don't... Am I the only one to have gone to the theater to see anything other than Please Don't Destroy? You guys had two weeks and didn't go to the theater?
1: I watched a Netflix movie called Rustin, which has some Oscar consideration for uh, Coleman Domingo, who is in Euphoria. He's like the AA guy. Um, Yeah, he's the uh, AA guy guy for uh, Rue. So I watched that movie, Rustin. I just don't have a lot of things to say about it. It was very TV movie-esque, and he gave a great performance. So... um, But no, I was in Finland for the last week, so I didn't go to the theater and see anything. Silly of me. Oh, (laughs) Oh, boy. But I am excited. I am excited to hear your thoughts on Napoleon. Uh, I know that it's a Ridley Scott three hour epic that's in theaters right now, and that is coming out on Apple TV probably by the end of the year. So I'm sure I'll watch it on Apple TV Plus when it does get released. And it might even be a four hour Ridley Scott director's cut because he likes to do that. So. Um, but yeah, yeah,
0: this, um, this was, this is one of those movies. Um, I, Oh, it's very interesting. Yeah. I, I, I spent a lot of a lot of time in the theater this past week. I saw Napoleon. I saw hunger games. I saw the marvels, which we don't need to talk about. Um, but yeah, I, I think that just Ridley, Ridley Scott, man, he takes on some big movies. Sometimes he hits, sometimes he misses. Uh, this one was just so interesting because I think Napoleon is just such a, I don't know a figure that you don't know a lot about but like he has kind of spanned throughout pop culture over over the centuries he's just such an interesting person to uh to learn about and this movie does kind of span through like his relationships and like the various big battles that he's won um and it really was just like kind of a fascinating exploration wonky phoenix is like one of the most method actors of of today I think like you can see just look at Joker look at this movie look at I don't know what he's done so many movies where he just he takes that role and just runs away with it and this is like this is absolutely no exception you you I almost he's he's like an one of those A-list actors where I feel like I don't see Joaquin Phoenix anymore and this is one of those movies um the battle sequences in this movie are insane like they might be a little bit
1: it's not so, mm. so the, the big um uh what is it a uh, criticism that i've heard of this movie so far is that because you mentioned walking phoenix and that he disappears into the role and you don't really see him that that much um, i feel like i don't yeah apparently he just does a normal american accent and he's playing Napoleon and people yeah, were like that he's threw him uh, threw some people off. Um so that that's was interesting. And I've heard that the movie does have some very cringy lines, like lines of dialogue. Um
0: I don't know if I picked up on that. I I, I understand the criticism where um he's not giving a French accent, but also like if you want a French accent, just make it a French language movie. Like I'm not it's clearly for American audiences. I'm not that doesn't bother me and as
1: much. Remember Ridley Scott with uh the last the Gods Duel and, Kings. and you had oh, like those yeah. like the the fake French accents that they did uh in, in that movie. Did like they a- did they have like fake over the over the top French accents in that movie? Oh, or am man. I just daydreaming? I feel like Matt Damon was like over the top did ben have some
0: weird accent too i don't Could remember
1: be. and then obviously with the house of gucci with uh the crazy italian accents that was, was just insufferable so like maybe he was like you know what I'm not gonna go back there um yeah yeah
0: i, I don't know there's it, it's it's a really cool explora- exploration of this character because i don't know it makes you conflicted with whether to like him or not he's 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 in some weird relationships. He's not the nicest guy. Obviously, he's a freaking almost a dictator at times. Um, but they're like what he's known for is essentially like how much of an expert he was on the battlefield. And those are the best sequences of the movie where you kind of just see his the genius on the battlefield. Um, but again, it, it, yeah, it's like it's like three hours long. So there's a lot of other stuff you have to get through throughout this movie as well. Yeah. Um,
1: um, is this a real line of dialogue in the movie?
2: Because you have, you think you're so great because you have both.
0: Okay. <laughs> I laughed out loud at that moment. Cause you're right. Okay. Is that a there real is, line is there are that some movie? moments. It's so it's because they're the French and the, 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 the English are one of the biggest adversaries. At, the, at this time, because they have boats, and I fucking laughed so hard at that. Nobody else did, I did though, because I was like, Are you fucking? Well, kidding? I hear
1: it's funny, like, I hear the movie's actually funny, and just like, I heard he like, climbs up the table and like crawls in, at one point, and like he's Dude, saying, there's like, well, Destiny brought me this lamb chop, and it just like, it, or yeah, I don't know, and like, there's like smash cuts in the movie, like. <laughs> He says one thing and then just like, bam, it's like a smash cut of him like destroying like a pyramid or something. I don't know. but like...
0: There is a moment where they're like literally launching catapults at the pyramids of Giza. Right. Yeah. Like, and it... I don't know if that really <laughs> happened, but I was like, did that happen? There's no way that happened. Right. I well, mean,
1: Rid- Ridley Scott's on a press tour, basically just calling uh, historians or like people who are like research this stuff. He's just calling them like fucking losers and just tell them to get a life. If they're like yeah. calling them out on inaccuracies, he says like, I don't care. It's not cinematic. So fuck you. Exactly. It's very cinematic to launch a catapult at the pyramids. So
0: I think it's fun. I think you got to watch it. I mean, for the performance alone, I, does he get a nomination? I don't know. You tell me, Spencer, you know, all the chatter.
1: No, I don't think so. No, I don't think this is going to get much. There was, there was talk maybe like uh costumes or production design. Oh, Man, um, that's, we'll hmm. see about uh Vanessa Kirby. I heard that she gives a great performance. Performance in the supporting role, but uh, I just haven't seen it, so I just am only going off of uh, other people's word of mouth. You, I mean, once it's on Apple TV, I'm sure you'll watch it. But Vanessa
0: yeah. Kirby is also really good in the movie. She probably gives more of an emotional performance, which I don't know. She she's also great. So it's yeah, it's it's a long time in the theater.
2: You're so great because you have boats. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's not wrong though. <laughs>
2: He's really not, he's not. like yeah. because boats became a huge play in it. Like, how do you think the Americans won in the Revolutionary War? The French came
1: over with their boats, but he's us, delivering basically. that line and like huffing off like a fucking child, which I'm sure Richard Scott is in. Intentionally doing so, it's just funny. <laughs> it's just hilarious because he
2: was a drama queen. And <laughs> of course, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's he's like You're
1: one so of the only boats.
0: <laughs> yep, Napoleon. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good movie. Uh, not the best movie, but I I really enjoyed it. I gave it a four out of five. That was really good. Oh, so, yeah. It's uh, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby. Some good war sequences. You know, a little uh, marital drama. As well, Nate. It's in there. I think it's worth. If, if I it out. could
2: get to the theater, I would have seen it by now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because no, I love absolutely. history movies yep. like this, and he's one I of don't... the only people that you could ever truly call like an emperor. Not many yeah, people cause... can be called that, and he was. <laughs> How was the pacing? Because it is like
1: two hours and forty minutes.
0: <laughs> I think you feel it a little bit, but there is so much story in here that. I, I was invested enough to just keep going like it didn't bother me okay. so
1: yeah um cool all right napoleon, we'll napoleon. Uh, it'll be on apple tv plus uh probably in the next month or so so uh i'm gonna be checking it out then most likely yeah
0: the question is will you be checking out this next film The hunger games the ballad of songbirds and snakes Wow, everybody just disappeared. It's just John now. Okay, here to talk about, I guess, the prequel to The Hunger Games. Uh, this is directed by the same guy who did Catching Fire. He did Jay Part 1 and 2, Red Sparrow, Iron Legend. Um, i I was actually pretty excited for this movie, mainly because I thought it was about the first Hunger Games. It's not. It actually wasn't about that, and that's what I've been telling everybody that I've recommended go see this movie because it's the first Hunger Games. That's so cool. Hunter Schaefer's in it from Euphoria. That's so exciting. It also has Rachel Ziegler, who was in uh Shazam. It's um, of uh, the Gods. It's Rachel Ziegler. Oh, oh. oh, I spelled it wrong. Either way, I was pretty psyched for this movie. Um, it wasn't what I expected. Um, it ended up being a lot more sing song than I would have thought, almost a musical at times it still has like the brutalness of the hunger games. You still get a hunger games, but it's not, it's not what I would have expected. So I was a little let down with it. It's, like two hours and thirty-seven
1: minutes. Like it is a long movie. Holy shit! So with Napoleon and the Hunger Games, you spent almost six hours in the movie theaters. This is what standard your argument we had
0: the other night, dude. Where I was like, "Yeah, I spent six hours in the theater. Like you could be spending time watching 1923."
1: <laughs> this was the whole thing. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, this. I'll, I'll just. I'll just rewatch. Uh, Are you there? God is me, Margaret. That's
0: fine. If you told me you were doing that, I would have been totally okay with that. But. Um, I think this movie kind of overstays its welcome a little bit like the first the first half you get kind of a love story then you get the Hunger Games and then the third act you get an entire origin story for uh, General Snow or whatever his name is um, which I think the movie should have just focused on one of those things and it might have been a better story overall um, so I was a little let down with it but I did really enjoy it because I like the world building of the Hunger Games and um, but yeah, I think the the biggest miss was Rachel Zegler's character. You don't learn a lot about her, and so much of the movie does surround that character. Um, it should have done more character building with her and or focused more on the guy who is like young General Snow or whatever. So um I think I went I think I went three out of five, three and a half out of five. So it's all right. Three and it's a half
1: right. out of five is a really good grade. That's like a B plus, A minus. For me, it's, plus, it's more like B, maybe a B, B minus. Um, it's a solid fresh though. A three and a half. You're you're, you're kind of complaining yeah. about it. It's, I, don't, it's... I don't know. Like Nate, like out of his review, do you think that you'd go and check this out?
2: Um, yes, because it's a different Hunger Games. It's new characters, but. If it's it sounds like there's a bunch of different, not necessarily plot lines going all together, but when stuff jumps from this character to the origin of this character and then introducing these new characters, it's like, yeah, come on, you
1: got to do it in a better way. There were and... like three
0: different movies here, if yep. I'm making like so what i've
1: heard from this movie is that like the first two acts are really solid and great and then the third mm-hmm. act is like wait what what's going on here and then it just feels like rush or something and then it was like honestly the third act could have been like a sequel but like they didn't want to do that like part one part two bullshit but that's what i've heard like as in like, the structure was like very detached in the third act
0: so- right that's exactly yeah, I how got I some, it got spoiled
1: for me so i that's why i didn't, didn't go i, would, see I was
0: wondering what got spoiled because i was like what i'm like what could have i'll, a, I'll so talk much. about it off,
1: off podcast but, okay um it just sometimes we we follow some accounts on our instagram follow us at those movie dudes uh but we follow PCS some accounts follow that just post like full reviews and spoilers like in their like images And am I'm like mm-hmm. how do you even get that image first of all and like why would you lead with that? anyway so i don't know so we'll talk about off podcast but i'll check it out when it comes up
2: if it was genuinely about the first hunger games i find that to be more interesting than like oh this is the eighth hunger games or whatever it was so
0: what's interesting is it's they're going into the 10th hunger games they're basically um talking about oh should we get rid of it It, there's it's not getting enough publicity people aren't watching it and then uh snow or whatever tim Blythe's character um it, it came up with all the ideas to like oh let's send them drones let's sponsor them then people are gonna oh let let's have a backstory so people actually emphasize with these characters and all that so They're like
2: invested in it so yeah he, he's like care. He, he
0: yeah it's his idea of, of what makes people love the hunger games and want to watch it so it is his origin story but it's you get so detached and distracted by rachel zegler's strange sing-songy like musical performance where you don't learn anything about her but he's so obsessed with her throughout the movie, so it's like it's just a weird balance. And also, Hunter Schaefer's there for some reason.
2: Um, she and she's from <laughs> is, is Rachel Zegler from it's a, she was from District 12. Okay, I wasn't yes. sure which one she yeah, was from, yeah, yeah, but she's from District 12. Um, uh, um hmm. so yeah,
0: I, Peter Dinklage is in the movie. Um, what's her name? Um
2: Viola Davis
0: Viola Davis is basically playing her character from Suicide Squad. She's just she's insane. Like she's really good at cra- playing just like a psycho, crazy, evil person. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. It's it wasn't what I wanted it to be, but I still had I did have a lot of fun with it. I could understand why it, it does seem like. Oh, one wait, 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 how How is Peter Dinklage? But... Uh, he was good. Yeah.
2: He's Peter
0: Dinklage. He's he never English. comes up short. He's actually the one who uh, created the Hunger Games <laughs> in this franchise. So, spoiler, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, three and a half out of five. That is the Hunger Games: Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes.
2: Very um, long title.
0: Yeah, sometimes that works against you. Sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, I think that that does it for new releases. I guess we could uh move on to first time watches.
1: First time watches, are you watching with us? We those movie dudes And we about to discuss another movie that we've never seen. So grab some popcorn and pull up a scene. Ooh. Yeah. Wow, okay.
0: Across the
2: universe, hey Jude.
0: Lucy
1: in the
2: sky with. Diamonds. <laughs> I was
0: waiting for them to use that song in the movie, and I was like, "When? What context are they going to be able to use this song and make it make sense?" It was the end credits. Yep. So <laughs> I was like, "There it is. There it is." Yep. <laughs> the move That song is just too weird. Like they put some weird ones in the movie. I'm like, "Oh, they made this work." There's no way to make that song work. I'm sorry. It just isn't.
2: Yeah. Well, they could have, like, the first time they did drugs. They could have had her, like...
0: Yeah, what did they end up using, though? Like, it was something that still worked. I don't know. It was
1: an LSD drink.
0: So, like, Sergeant Pepper's or something? I can't, I don't know. Um.
1: Well, across the universe, this is our first time watch of this week. This is my pick, Ducky's pick, and this was actually the bottom of the picks that I wanted to win. I mean, this is probably the third pick that i wanted because uh I, I think i chose sin city Shit House, and across the universe and then both you this was number John, three for you wow. nate picked across the universe back to back i was like okay that guarantees the win so you guys definitely wanted to watch across the universe i went to your letterbox watch lists and realized that this was on both of your lists nate apparently had watched it before but it's been so long that he didn't remember it i John, don't think i saw it all it. okay fair enough yeah and Johnny, I had never seen it before and this is one that I used to watch all the time, had it on DVD so I would watch it again and again and it's been a very long time since I've seen it so I definitely wanted to see what you guys thought of this movie. So that is why I picked it, although I probably would have picked Sin City uh, and I watched Shit House on the plane. So, um, Oh, regardless. so you still, you still <laughs> made it happen. <laughs> regardless, uh, we all ended up watching across the universe. So I'm going to start with Nate because this is kind of like a, like a soft rewatch for him. So mm-hmm. Nate, what did you think of this uh Beatles musical across the universe? So I really appreciate
2: what they were doing as far as taking the Beatles songs and creating a story out of it. But I think as far as like a love story it fell a little bit flat just because these characters just are from completely different worlds and I don't think they did enough to like show them falling in love type of thing it almost just happened to be circumstance mm-hmm. like oh I met her brother oh now we're just going to date um but I will say the, uh, like the final 15 minutes of the movie when Hey Jude starts playing. That's the only song in the whole movie that I think could beat out the original Hey Jude. And that's a classic. I love the original. But this one just feels more emotionally driven. And at the the pace and the sound of it just adds more emotion to it whereas the original one it's a little more upbeat with the beatles sound but this one with joe anderson and them singing it was just it it packed more of a punch um and when it started playing i recognized it because it was that was one of the parts that i remembered from when i had seen it long ago was jude in a bar and i'm like oh that means it's coming and then i heard the piano start and i was like yes, this is what I was waiting for. And I got goosebumps just because the words just match the situation perfectly. And the way they, it was kind of goofy how they introduced all the people around into song, but it just worked like he's packing up and then his mom comes in and kind of sings that little melody to it. And I just thought that 15 minutes at the end was like flawless but everything else up to it almost felt convoluted like they're just throwing on style upon style upon uh, national problems in Vietnam and stuff I was like hold your horses like we're moving a little fast but I, I appreciated what they were trying to do for sure
1: okay so John uh, this being <clears throat> your first time watch the reason we have this movie to watch on this podcast Uh, yeah so what did you think across the universe
0: yeah i totally get where nate's coming from uh i think that when you make wow when you make a movie like this you are really putting yourself in a box it's like okay we're gonna make a movie that's about the 60s the vietnam war it's gonna be about uh, racism in the 60s in America, and we're gonna have a love story, and we're gonna put all the Beatles songs into it and make it make sense. That's a lot. That's a big ask. It's a tall order, yeah. It's a tall order. Um, I think that for the most part, what they what they excelled at the most for me, it's like making me kind of see the vision that the Beatles had and like what they were inspired by to write all these songs. Like mm-hmm.
3: they I did sure a lot of drugs.
0: They did a lot of LSD, like, and yeah. I, I think that, like, I I now have a better understanding for, you know, Let It Be, Hey Jude, like, literally just, uh, even, even like, I'm the walrus or whatever, like, so many of their songs, I'm like, oh, that makes a lot more sense now, because so many of their songs, the lyrics are just nonsense almost, mm-hmm. but now, like, there's, like, genuine context between what they were saying and what was going on during that time, so... That was my biggest takeaway. The love story was good. I mean, that's why I wanted to watch the movie. Like, oh, Across the Universe, Beatles Songs, Evan Rachel Wood. That's great. That was the weakest part of the movie. It wasn't the, it wasn't bad,
1: but like it, it Jim Sergis with his gross mullet. Yeah. Yeah, it was very sick. Greasy <laughs> like, oh, Liverpool Three <laughs> mullet mullet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was very dirty. And- All right. So it sounds it sounds like we're kind of in the same boat here, because yeah, yeah, this um, this rewatch was a little tough for me. uh I was struggling. When's the last time you saw this? Uh, probably two thousand and like nine eight. Oh, wow. yeah. I had on DVD, so yeah, I used, used to watch it um quite a bit. But I've seen it a good amount of times. But yeah, watching this again, I mean, like I'll kind of spoil a little bit of uh my letterbox review. Uh, <laughs> but this is the only way. I could possibly describe my feeling of okay. this movie was, oh my god! Just shut what? the fuck up, please. It <laughs> <laughs> was that recently? Was that 2009, Spencer? No, this was the most recent watch because uh, okay. that's how I felt okay. while watching this movie again. Because it's just like I'm like, oh my god, again and again. Because the movie is, I think, a collection of some good sequences so there's some good moments some good montages some good uh musical numbers but all together watching it from start to finish the through line i just was exhausted i was annoyed i just wanted it to end uh it just kept going and going for me (laughs) like the visual representation it was like it was cool but i'm like i've seen this before and like i've always reminded i'm like oh yeah this movie is just kind of obnoxious (laughs) but regardless it is cool if you've never seen it before uh, i think it's just cuz i've seen it so many times so just like like I, I i get like this popping up on youtube like as like some like watching scenes and be like oh yeah that's cool i should definitely watch it again and then realizing like oh i actually don't need to sit down and watch this from start to finish <laughs> cuz like the the let it be sequence i think is fantastic the whole like uh, the tr- Detroit riots, the funeral with like the the brother who the kid, uh, is yeah, playing the guitar. Yeah. And he yeah. he moves down uh, to New York and the guy who meets Jim Sturgess on the street. I mean like that whole sequence I thought was phenomenal, and the the song "Let It Be" was great too. So I mean like I, I like that moment a lot, and there's some other moments that are are great, but just overall like you even mentioned the the um, the third act and like the rooftop sequence uh, that I, I like that stuff too, but. I just was like struggling and it's so long. Oh my god. It's too about twenty-five minutes too long. Yeah. Like. I, I felt it too. So I struggled watching this uh again, but I was hoping to hear maybe you guys either loved it or you guys were kind of like in the same boat and it sounds like maybe you definitely appreciated it and had fun because you hadn't seen it before or it's been a while, but yeah, I, I did not there was- enjoy this. Yeah, there
2: was definitely some stuff that didn't have any purpose being in this movie. Like, there's one five, six-minute sequence of them in this pop-up circus tent. I almost turned it off and at it, that point. Yeah. It looked like a Spy movie. Kids movie. Like, yeah. the way they... Was like, they just everything yeah. was different elements put on the screen. Ninety nine cent didn't Eddie DeVito.
1: Yeah. Ugh.
0: Fucking weird. Dude, actually, was that... There's two people who pop up in this movie. Bono, for some reason. Is the- who was yep. uh, the lead in the only other movie this person has directed of note. Um, yeah, Frida. It? It's called uh, Frida Kahlo Frida. Yeah. Um, that, that sequence was ridiculous. Like, and I, oh, again, yeah. I can justify it by like, Oh, psychedelic, the sixties, like this, is, that is actively what these people are going through psychologically. Sure. So yeah. like yeah, like it certainly like portrays that,
1: but it's, it's so unnecessary. Like, it's like what the fuck <laughs> is happening? Like I just and there's I, some like I, uh, underwater sequences where the, with these like they're weird like naked and stuff randomly are, like, oh, like, floating on the top of the surface, God. and it's just like. What are we doing here? And it's going on for so long. But those blue people,
0: the blue creatures with like the the disc and then like thin head. Yeah, they were like like it's Nate like said, kind of like the thumb people from Spy Kids. It was. Just, it's
2: like I understand strange, what they're bizarre. trying to convey. Like, oh yeah, these people are on drugs. This is what they're seeing. Well, guess what? We're not on drugs.
1: Yeah, not Walker's movie. On probably is a great time. Well, I was tripping on <laughs> LSD, but yeah. But it like
2: was, when Revolution yeah. started playing, and it was in the middle of the part where she's like fighting for this revolution, and then he storms in, and he's like, you know, this song is basically like, there's going to be a revolution, but we're all trying our best. It doesn't have to necessarily be a revolution. We're all trying to save the world. Um, yeah. But the thing that saved it for me was definitely that last 15 minutes because it felt like a cohesive, nice love story coming to a solid conclusion. It brings you back to the reason
0: you watched the movie to begin with, which was, oh, this is a love story because that's Mm -hmm. not what the movie ends up being about. It's like this is we're force feeding you the 60s and the Beatles because that's kind of what the movie is. And then you have like a pretty generic love story to boot.
2: But like, so hey, Jude I, gave me chills all over my body. Yeah, I was and guy, like, that's a great sequence,
1: too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But, You're waiting uh, for
0: that scene because his name is Jude. I'm like, all right, it's got to happen at some point, right? Like, and <laughs> it's, it's going to have to sing in
1: out of like, curiosity. I don't even know yeah. what this had, but it has a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That tracks. Like, like, musical numbers can't mask across the universe's cliched love story and thinly written characters for sure yeah that's yeah name. that sounds I'm about right <laughs> 82% audience that. yeah because it's like Moulin Rouge or these like big musical spectacles it is fun to watch and if you're, you are a fan of the Beatles it's definitely uh, one of like the most entertaining Beatles type movies it's better than yesterday's I, I haven't seen uh oh Hard Day's Night Nate Houston, I haven't seen The Criterion either. movie. That's
2: literally the Beatles starring in a movie. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, uh, it's okay. Peter, Peter it's Jackson
1: right. has like a three-hour Disney Plus documentary that I hear is fantastic, but maybe I'm just not the biggest Beatles fan. In, overall, I, would, it, I, the I appreciate them. I I really do enjoy listening to them every now and then when they pop up on my Spotify. But uh I guess maybe I'm just not a die-hard to really like dive into the lyrics and the story and everything but regardless I, it's as a musical i definitely can appreciate the ambition it just overall i didn't enjoy watching it but yeah
0: i think it's it's the movie what would you give it spencer that sounds like a
1: final review there I gave it a two and a half out of five on this rewatch, And then looking back on Letterboxd, my previous rating, it was a three out of five. So I'm like, I'm not too far off from that initial feeling uh, or rating of that movie. I I just went a little lower because just it didn't hold up as much for me on this rewatch. But that's half the reason why I enjoy doing these little segments of the first time watches, because it gives me a chance to revisit older movies that I used to watch all the time and just kind of seeing it. Holding up to a candle to uh, today's age, and yeah, didn't hold up for me. But oh well.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. So you'd give it one of these.
1: Fra- yeah, rotten. Definitely rotten. <laughs> it, it is rotten. For me. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I would go. What about you, uh, John?
0: Yeah. Um. This this being a genuine first time watch. Um. I had expectations for the for what this would be. Um, It wasn't that, but it it ended up being something else. Not necessarily what I wanted, but I, I do like how it explored the 60s. You did like genuinely feel like you were kind of living in that time a little bit through these sort of rebellious teenagers, 20 year olds, young 20s. Um, I love the Beatles. I like I, I was like singing along during some or there's like humming along during some Aww. of the songs because I knew I was you know, definitely right?
1: singing
0: along. I was like, Yeah, yeah I know all these <laughs> <in> the <street." laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean I knew like 80% Just of the songs. A little, do a, little dance. a little bit. It's you know, I was I was in my revolution. fleece blanket and my cat. <laughs> Molly, like of like this, <laughs> you know.
0: I don't know. It, it I didn't there was some there were it took me. I had to pause it a few times and get up and take a break. Like I genuinely did. But I think it's, yeah, it actually wasn't for some, I, this is a whole other story. Whatever. We'll get to that later. I, my two Xboxes turn on at the same time whenever I turn my TV on. And it said I was playing Among Us. Anyway, um, <laughs> I gave it a three and a half out of five. Oh, okay. <gasps> yeah. I liked it. Wow. I like the feeling it tries to give you. I think that it accomplishes what it set out to do. Like I said in the beginning of my review, it's a hard hill to climb to to put the 60s, a love story, and the entire Beatles discography into a fucking movie. And they did that pretty darn well. So I give them props to that. I think that they did a really good job. Is it the best movie? By no means. Absolutely not. But I think that they, they accomplished a lot with this movie. So,
2: yeah. Nate? Hi. Um, yeah uh i'm i'm kind of in the middle as spencer was talking about it i was kind of thinking about it and i went why did i give it this grade when it it's actually a little bit less um so i'm in literally in the middle i gave it a three out of five um i'm glad i was able to watch it i think it's one of those movies i would much rather just listen to their versions of the beatles songs and just hear them like that than seeing it put on screen because some of them just didn't work. Like um, I'm the Walrus was pretty good. I like revolution. Hey Jude. And um, all you need is love. But there was a bunch of other ones that just the whole LSD sequence and it just, it didn't cohesively work together. Um, so I would just probably just listen to the music on my own time instead of re-watching it because, yeah, I, I got what it was trying to say. I appreciate it. But I don't really need to check it out again unless, unless I want to watch the last 15 minute sequence because that just gives me goosebumps to how it builds up., yeah. um And plus that version of Hey jude just, I just honestly think it is portrayed better. Slower, with a little more melody, a little more heart behind it, less upbeat kind of rock music. Um It just it it was great. And then the way it ended just did wonders with him going on the rooftop and that stuff. So, um yeah, three out of five. I wouldn't necessarily say it was rotten, but not something I would speak out to watch again. It it, it did its job. I got what I got out of it. Now I'll just kind of appreciate the other elements instead of a rewatch.
0: (laughs) It is one of the few times you see Evan Rachel Wood in any capacity. So I I would, I mean, she's, she is a solid actress. I'll give her that. She's, she's a lot better on a Westworld, but um, if that was actually her singing, I thought she did a pretty good job as well.
1: All right, so a two and a half out of five for me, a three out of five for Nate, and a three and a half from John. So we are a little split on Across the Universe, but kind of in the same boat. We're all
2: across the board.
1: (laughs) Ooh, not bad. So let us know what you think of Across the Universe, if you've seen it. Uh, Do we recommend you going out and watching this movie on Max? No. No there's probably some other stuff you could watch probably well. not yeah probably <laughs> um, just listen to
2: the beatles
1: like and you're yeah good. just like and when it's on like, the white album the soundtrack and you can and just get what you get for this movie <laughs> and, and totally enjoy it mm-hmm. so yeah do that instead um but that was uh my pick I uh, kind of maybe regret picking that one i think there's some other better ones that i could have done uh, oh, but you guys wanted to watch city. it. So, to be fair, yeah. anyways. Um, well, that's a, to be fair, Sin City. I was also thinking, like, wow, Sin City is also a very stylistic, over the top, in your face type of movie, too. I'm like, what was I feeling when I picked these two movies? <laughs> like, hey, now, now we know. Which was so fucking charming and just like lovable. So, whatever. Anyways, um, now we're back to John's picks. He has selected three movies for uh, us to vote on right now. And that's going to determine what we watch. For the next podcast, for first time watches, uh, so I'm sure he has them all ready to go. I um, just realized this first time
0: is the. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if this is the first time watch for. There's two movies I have not seen any of them, but whatever, just display the jingle. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. What, are we will do the whole thing again. Okay, we, we can. Oh, that's that's yeah. releases, sorry. First time watches? Are you watching with us? We are
3: those movie dudes, and we're about to discuss.
2: Another movie that we have never seen. So grab some popcorn dude,
0: that is the but... best fucking jingle. Like that, <laughs> it's, is, it's too good. <laughs> fucking slaps. Like Peter. Oh man, if we had money, I would, money, I would give it to you. Any money that comes in this podcast should go to Peter. I mean, that—that's my interpretation. Anyway. So I got hey, three movies. From I you guys want some to some money too. Maybe it should go to Nate, just out of necessity. Um.
2: So. Hey. Didn't, that was unnecessary. Okay. <laughs> that was very unnecessary.
0: All right. um, right. Three movies. Just
2: enough to go see Napoleon in theaters. That's all Dude, I want. Fair enough. And I'd dollars. rather you go see
0: Priscilla instead. That one's a lot better. I already saw you it. Seen it?
2: <gasps> uh, I saw it.
0: And? Yeah. Oh, wait. Didn't you say oh, yeah. number one of the year? Probably
2: not. It, that's not it. No, that's not no, it. That's disappointing.
1: I already told you.
2: I can't you remember what
1: me. it was. You told me. I don't know if you told John.
2: No, we did, because I remember I said, chances are it's not going to last, so I can talk about it.
0: Mm, Do you want to spoil it right now?
2: It's Guy Ritchie's The Covenant.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm stupid. I, I forgot. Okay. Cool. Great. So I have three movies to choose from, two of which I have ordered on 4K. They are not here yet. I thought they would be for the reveal. I think they'll be here tomorrow. Regardless, we have... the big Lebowski. okay animal house okay and the unconventional pick holes
2: oh my fucking god you haven't seen uh, that.
0: that's why I've i was asking. i have seen times. it but it deserves a rewatch it's been 15 years so it's been uh, 20 years we've it all came seen out in
1: 2003 it's not a first time watch we have to, it's not the segment you'd seen across the universe yeah, I'd seen it, but you hadn't, so
0: it counted. Okay. Well, let me pick another for three. I, I have. I, two know, I mean,
1: it's true. It's I mean, that just, there's one
0: for two, for me. So i pick one more. Uh, I think I've seen that. I have seen it. I, I was trying to think of another classic comedy to make it to, to round it out here. I've never seen Fast Times. That's one I could do. Fast I times know-
2: I have, but I would definitely do a podcast on it.
0: But then I feel like that might cause the other options are also really good. And I feel like you would definitely go for fast times. It's a tough choice. Um well
2: out of the ones all right. What are your picks? picks so yeah, so that we can yeah, go. It, or, it, my it my picks pretty.
0: are big Lebowski and Animal House. Like that's those are the two I wanted to go between because I just got them on four K. So
2: Okay. I have my pick.
0: Okay. We'll
1: the go big with, Lebowski, for those yeah. Animal House and Holes. Okay. Yep. You um, have holes on 4K? K. No, no, I don't own it. That's just what I wanted to
2: do. <laughs> I even it's my it.
0: collector's corner. I don't own holes, though. No. I, I, I'll buy it, though, if it wins. I'll tell you that.
2: Don't. <laughs> no? I have, I have my pick.
0: I, I give it a 5% chance of winning. Okay. Nate, you ready?
2: I'm totally ready.
0: All right. Three, two, one. Wow. Okay, dude, so, uh, man,
2: that's just like your opinion, man.
0: <laughs> have you guys, you guys have both, you must have both seen the big Lebowski? I
2: saw it <laughs> in college, but it needs to be rewatched.
0: Okay, um, yeah, no, big Lebowski with with the dude, you know, I've always wanted to see it. Jeff Bridges in his prime, yeah,
2: Julianne Let's Moore's go. titties. What? Hmm?
0: Oh, I already saw that in uh, what's that Mark Wahlberg still, movie? Alice Boogie Nights. Oh, man. Oh. Great movie.
2: I thought that was Heather Especially Graham. The,
0: she, Julian Moore's in it, too, I think. I think they're both in oh. it. Either way, Big Lebowski on next episode, two weeks from now. Mark your calendars. But you guys know what that means, right? Oh. There it is. Ooh, on DVD. I watched that edition. Oh, that's a Blu-ray. That's a Blu-ray, I
2: think. I remember Spencer thought it was missing for years until he... Found it somehow. Is that a
0: Blu ray? No, you did not need to order it on
2: 4K. <laughs> like, it's pointless.
1: Well, no, but like, I've seen that 4K for like 10 bucks for so long. I'm like, whatever. Like, if I'm going to rewatch it, I'm going to rewatch it on fucking 4K. So, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Snaps the Blu ray in
3: half.
0: What if it never shows up? And what if the male guy falls in a on a It'll be he here on Saturday. Okay.
1: Um, well, well,
0: yeah. Yeah. All right. So, first time watch Big Lebowski. But, you guys know what that means. It's time for.
3: It's
2: time for the answers. You know this fact. For the questions I'm about to ask, like, like what is the capital-, capital of Bolivia? It's mainstream Bolivia. Is that really the capital of Bolivia?
0: it is yeah it is now because this is so Ever popular seen? that they legally changed the name of Bol- the capital Dude, Bolivia it's been
1: in the news recently which is kind of weird because i'm like i thought that was just like a fake name for our podcast jingle but no <laughs> it's it's actually <laughs> an entire
0: country too if you could
1: believe it or yeah. not <laughs> okay i was yes, <it> <laughs> wrong and google listens so <laughs> anyways um yeah mainstream boy trivia john what you got I got a lot for you. Um, I'm not
0: going to lie. This was thrown together with about 30 minutes before recording, but it's done. It's here. Oh, that means I have a chance.
1: Exactly. This isn't TFD.
0: We made it happen. It's mainstream boy trivia. As you guys all know, the game will consist of a variety of trivia questions derived by me. Spencer and Nate will buzz in. First dude to three will win the coveted honor of being named mainstream boy of the week guess the film movie quotes um who's that movie dude all types of questions like that this week though questions will be in the spirit of musicals and dystopian movies
2: two very different
0: yeah again like i said thrown together last minute um it's it's because we're talking about hunger games and uh Across the universe, so so it's either there you moulin
2: go. Rouge or Elysium.
0: Go. <laughs> I was I was trying to weave in biopics as well, but I just whenever you look at biopics, I was like, oh, name the name the movie from the synopsis. It just says the guy's name in the synopsis, so it's fucking obvious. But in all right. what
2: film did Malcolm X come large? And uh...
0: <laughs> exactly that was why I was like, kept running into that wall. I'm like, it's 5:45. I can't do this right now. But here we go. I'm pretty sure you guys. You're either tied or Spencer's up four to two. I
2: can't. I don't know. Spencer's up by. I've only won once, and it was the no. first one. No, I think you've won twice. No, because remember we had to dispute it, and Spencer was right. He had answered first, mm. so I'm only taking credit for one win.
0: We should start taking notes on this because I don't. I don't know because I would love to have like a like a full length episode where it's all mainstream boy trivia for like for the belt. I think that'd I'd be it. that I'd do that.
1: Well, when we stop doing bi weekly and start doing weekly, that I mean we could definitely have it just a trivia fucking game. So a whole yeah.
0: entire hour of trivia. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, let us know if you think that'd be cool. Anyway, uh, are you guys ready to see yeah. who mm-hmm. I think I'm ready as I'm to be?
1: gonna be. So that's good. Okay. I
0: love to see the, the excitement is real. You know what I mean? It's that's what I, that's why I do this.
1: Oh well, we'll
0: see if you get any of those today. Okay. Here we go. Question one, will you guys, oh. uh, all right, I got the chat open. Oh, Deb already buzzed in. What's the <laughs> answer?
2: <laughs> um, What is uh, Jennifer Lawrence?
0: <laughs> not a bad, not a bad guess, Nate. If that was, imagine no, if that really. was right. Imagines. Oh, I think she's, I think she's a human being. Uh, oh. Here we go. Who was that movie, dude? This could be a man or a woman. I will say it's not Jennifer Lawrence. Qu- or uh hint number one you'll get five hints you can buzz in at the first one if you want i was the lead in one of the best musicals of the 2000s deb
2: am i ewan mcgregor and moulin rouge
0: <laughs> why is that playing over and over again Oh, you got the repeat. The loop track is on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was like, "Hold
0: on, damn, it down." <laughs> you got to go without the music for, for that. Okay, Spencer, uh, are you buzzing in for this one? You I can just have right? a free guess for this. Yeah, essentially. The I was guess, the lead
1: yeah. in one of the best musicals of the two so thousands. That sounds very biased, but uh, my honest opinion is Renee Zellweger in Chicago, full circle. Hmm. Oh, bullshit.
2: That's
1: bullshit. Correct.
0: I've been what nominated for fuck? four Oscars. I give my up. first nomination Judy,
1: Cold Mountain, Chicago, and Bridget Doan's Diary.
0: I beat out Sir Ronan, and Scarlett Johansson in 2021 Best Actress. My first Academy Award was for Cold Mountain. Even it
1: without is- the
0: fucking hints.
1: Let's. <laughs> Fucking go!
0: I Let's hate that. Go. Can I throw I ha- in the towel? Because
2: I
1: can't
0: bitch. <laughs> I had a feeling once Chicago got brought up, I was like, oh fuck, Dude, it, might, it might already be in his mind that he's up. gonna get that's that one.
1: All right, moving on. Damn it,
0: Ducky! All right, Spencer, up one zero here. Nate, you know what? You can come back. He was up two zero last time, and you made a run for you it. You know, so. after this first question, Chicago's my I'm favorite musical so sure. If I got that wrong, then that's embarrassing. It is is one of the best musicals of the 2000s without question, in my opinion. Question two. Name the movie from the cast. We like these. These are fun, right? Here we go. Killian Murphy, Olivia Wilde, and Amanda Seyfried. Keep in mind the uh the theme musicals dystopian films that should give you some sort of hint as to what type of film this is hmm if nobody can guess in the next oh debbie
2: is it sunshine
0: Not yeah, sunshine. I, I don't know. It's not a bad guess. Is Killian Murphy in that. I think he might be. I'm yeah. He's sure. the lead. Ducky, do you have a guess or am I going to give pass, the pass. pass? Okay. So I'm now going to give you the lead actor in this movie. You can be hot on the buzzer if you want. It is Justin Timberlake. Ducky.
1: In time.
0: Yeah, it's in Damn. time.
1: Wow, what a throwback. I needed I needed Justin Timberlake for that because that cast. I knew Murphy that too. Olivia Wilde and Amanda freedom I'm like, what the? What? That was throwing me off. Yeah. I knew Timberlake it, but I didn't think Olivia Wilde together. was in it, so I didn't yeah. say it. <laughs>
0: I think she's like uh, another love interest or I don't know. It's been a fun long fact, time.
1: Roger Deakins shot that movie.
0: Really? It's, yeah. it's a solid movie. I remember actually, actually quite liking me. it. My mom just watched it on Hulu and she's like, you guys should talk about in time on the podcast. So I threw it in here. It's a great concept, <laughs>
1: but not my favorite execution. But I, it's been a while. So who knows? it might deserve a rewatch.
0: I have it on Blu-ray. Like I
1: watched it in your room on like your top bunk. back <laughs> Oh, in the nice.
0: Day. That's fun. <laughs> That anyway. sounds weird now that you say it.
1: I watched it in your top
0: bunk in your room. <laughs> but we were kids. You know, kids do fun stuff. Here we go. 2-1-0. Spencer's up 2 Going into question three. Here we go. Name the movie from the synopsis. A veteran assigned to extract Earth's remaining resources begins to question what he knows about his mission and himself. Debbie.
2: Moon? Go figure, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's one of those games. Is not Moon. Ducky?
1: Wally.
2: That wasn't a real guess.
0: Not Wally. No, you know, it's funny. I almost chose Wally as one of these questions, but, uh, the synopsis is gave too much away because it said oh, a, it's gonna a pass, robot named I just, Wally. I, I, just, <laughs> I don't have any other clues, so I'll try to think of.
1: Oh, what the fuck!
0: Well, they just said they just guess the movie anything. from the synopsis. Uh, they just, oh, they just posted. Debbie, Debbie, okay, Deb, Deb. At Astra. <clears throat> if you don't get it on this next one, I'll I will say the year that it came out. I pass. Yeah, I need something else. Okay. Uh this movie came out in 2013. Nate just buzzed in again. Oh, Nate. Is this Elysium? It's not Elysium. All great guesses, guys. Gravity.
2: I don't believe Spencer's really guessing. You don't no, think so? I, I don't
0: know it. I don't know it. A veteran assigned to extract Earth's remaining resources begins to question what he knows about his mission and himself. I will give one wow. actor in this movie.
1: Does 13.
0: Um, I'm at a loss. I'll give one actor. Morgan Freeman is in this movie as a supporting actor.
1: That's all I need. That's all I need. Ducky. Oblivion. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. that from the premise, though. I did not realize that's what the movie's about.
0: <laughs> oh, it is Oblivion.
1: I yeah. just I just know that he falls in love with some like weird girl that like doesn't talk, and then that's it.
0: Yeah, and then there's like a bunch of well, I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, the Tom movie, Cruise yeah. is like alone and M83 does the whole soundtrack. It's a really good movie. I like Oblivion a lot. Yeah, um, I guess Spencer wins, but that's not good for content. So question four for the fun. Put these 2014 dystopian films in order of release date. (laughs) Okay. Again, we're back up against the wall. Here we go. Edge of Tomorrow, The Lego Movie, The Maze Runner, and Divergent. Put them in order of which came out first to last in 2014.
1: Go ahead, Ducky. Okay, well, I can see on the poster that the Lego movie came out in February. Oh, 7th. shit. <laughs> so I'm going to say the Lego movie for number one. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Divergent must have been like an, a spring release as well. So I'll go Divergent for number two. I okay. just tomorrow, yeah. I definitely remember seeing that in like June. So I'm going to go June. And then Maze Runner, I think we saw that in college because John needed me to not be in the room when we got back from seeing that movie. And I had to go kill time. So. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, that order, John.
0: That was a good night from my recollection. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's like a movie divergent, Edge of Tomorrow and the Maze Runner. It was February, March, May, and Maze Runner was definitely in September. Um, yeah, that's correct. So Spencer is 4-0 now. Question five. For the fun. Just name The movie these dates really himself. Anyways, <laughs> there he is. Yeah, it's it's funny. When I saw those movies, I was like, oh, that was definitely like March. And I was right. Like 2013 is just like ingrained in my head. And will never go away. I'm getting like two minutes left. Let's go. Emily Blunt has been in at least four dystopian movies in the last 10 years. Name three of them.
2: Okay, this is together. Ready? The quiet Place. I don't I wouldn't consider that a dystopian movie, though.
0: It is. That counts.
2: Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell that. you if
0: you got any of them right. Yeah.
2: Well, I was gonna say one, but it wasn't ten years. Um,
0: Forty seconds.
1: <laughs> We're the not going to do. I know. It, <laughs> that yeah, is correct. That's, okay. that's so dumb.
0: Name one more. Oh my
1: god. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. <phone rings>
0: Good job. I thought that uh, came yeah. out in
2: 2012. Yay. <laughs>
0: Edge of Tomorrow, Looper, A Quiet Place <laughs> Looper. 1 okay, that's, that's Looper, okay. Looper, I just watched did, it last night. When did so. Edge
2: of Tomorrow come out? 2012? 2014. 2014, yeah. 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 Well, I was going to say that, but I thought it was of 2012. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, check us out in two weeks. We're going to talk about um, Big Lebowski. And
1: some And new release movies. we have May, December, which is going to be on Netflix, which we all are going to watch. It's with Natalie Portman and uh, Julianne Moore and Charles Melton from Bad Boys for Life. Oh and God, so. apparently, apparently he's going to get a Oscar nomination for Best Born Actor for this movie. It'll be on Netflix on December 1st. So watch May, December. And then if we can all get to the theater and see The Boy and the Heron, the new Studio Ghibli movie, it's going to be in theaters on December 8th. And in the movie release, we have poor things. So we have a lot of movies to choose from. And uh, very Oscary next, stuff. Next week. And very Oscary stuff as, as well. So yep. a lot of great stuff to choose from. And then obviously we will have the big Lebowski discussion. But yep. uh, John, where can we uh where can they follow us?
0: At those movie dudes, baby. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Make sure you type in those movie dudes podcast, all overcase, all one word, and you'll find this podcast, and you can watch us anytime. Cool. Thanks for all watching, right. guys. Toodles.